On this episode, hear the truth of what most have never been told. A God who welcomes you into his presence with no condemnation. And it will set you free to be who you were meant to be. Stay tuned. Life was bitter to the core. There was nothing to live for. Until love came. My name is Harold J. Perkins, and at the age of 17, I was selling drugs and on my way to an early grave. While sitting in my house with about 10 guys, God gave me an out-of-body experience, and I was lifted above the room. I could see everything moving in slow motion. After that, I got up and put those guys out, and I cried out to Jesus Christ. He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited about getting into this teaching. On this episode, I'm going to cover the most powerful revelation that God gave me in over 40 years in studying the Bible. It brought me to see God's love in a way I had never seen it before, and I was in absolute awe of my God. It was a revelation that was so different that I had never heard a preacher nor a teacher of God's word ever said before in over 30 years and listening to probably hundreds of ministers. With that said, I said to the Lord, I have never seen this before. You have to confirm this. So the very next morning, he had me turn on a Christian television broadcast, and almost word for word in the same scriptures in the book of Hebrews, the man of God taught the same thing God had shown me the day before. Now keep in mind, I had never heard this from any other man or woman of God in over 30 years of listening. Now, if you get this, like I did when God showed it to me, you will experience a freedom like never before and fall greater in love with our awesome God. It's something that will make your prayer time with him sweeter as all condemnation will be removed while you're in his presence. And your expectation of his blessings coming upon you will be elevated. Let's get into this. I'm going to start in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Here's what it says. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, and this will we do if God permit. Notice it says, leaving the foundational principles, let us go unto perfection. The Lord told me to focus on this word perfection as I started reading here, and I read through the 10th chapter. This perfection has to do with what Jesus has done for us. But before I go there, you have to understand what God did before Jesus came, or you won't get the full benefit of what Jesus has done for us. Before Jesus, God gave his people written laws that they were to keep. He also gave them a high priest from one of the 12 tribes. 
the high priest was from the tribe of Levi. Under the law system, the high priest was the only one who could go into God's presence. And he was to go into God's presence once a year to offer a sacrifice that would cover the sins of the people for one year. He went in and offered the blood of an animal to cover their sins. If he himself was a good high priest, God accepted the offering and the people would be blessed for a whole year. Even if they did not keep the law perfectly, they were still blessed the whole year because of their good high priest and the blood sacrifice for their sins. If the high priest was not good, he would die in the presence of God and the people would not be blessed that year. So their blessing for the year had to do with two things. One, a good high priest, and two, a blood sacrifice that was accepted by God. Now, keep in mind that this brought no change inwardly to the people, and they remained in a place that they were forbidden to go into the presence of God. This system of the law was temporary because God wanted all his people to be able to come into his presence. And he didn't want to just bless them from year to year because it meant a sacrifice would have to be made every year and every year meant a remembrance of their sin. So God had a plan of getting rid of the law system all along. It did not bring perfection to his people. So Jesus, who was born into a different tribe than the Levi tribe, which was the high priest tribe under the law system, Jesus was of the tribe of Judah. And he would be the high priest of this new system, which is the New Testament. But he would do something that the old system of the law could not do. He would bring perfection to God's people and open the door for all of God's people to come into God's presence and to do it with one sacrifice of his own blood that would be an eternal forgiveness and blessing instead of just one year. Now, let me show you this in the Bible and more. I'm at Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 through 19. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should arise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertain to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprung out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident, for that after the similitude of Melchizedek there arise another priest, who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. For he testified, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nine unto God. I'm going to read that last verse again. Verse 19, for the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nine, or we draw near unto God. You see, the law did nothing to change man's dead spirit that had sin in it. But what Jesus did changed our spirit after we accept him as Lord. The truth that you have not been told is 
that your spirit became as holy and spotless as Jesus when you were born again. 1 Peter 1.23 says, we were born again of incorruptible seed. The incorruptible seed is the seed of Christ you received in your spirit when you accepted Jesus Christ. It has no sin in it, and it is perfect. This is why you can draw near to God in prayer with no condemnation, because Jesus has made you perfect and holy in your spirit. This is what the Bible says. Listen, I'm in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. But this man, speaking of Jesus, because he continues ever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who need not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. You see, it says here that for such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. Why? Because we are one with Christ now. We were made a high priest just like Jesus. Jesus made one sacrifice that enabled us to be born of his spirit, made perfect and holy in our spirit, with no other sacrifice for sins needed, which means that we are eternally forgiven. Never should I go into God's presence condemned because Jesus took care of my sins once and for all, forever. This is what the Bible says. Listen to Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 and 12. But Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Eternal redemption, it says, for us. Now, what religion has said and is still saying It's only forgiveness until your next sin. If that's true, then what Jesus did was not eternal. What blew me away when God showed me this was, I saw God's love and forgiveness on a whole nother level than what we have been told. Jesus' sacrifice for us has taken care of past, present, and future sins. His sacrifice was eternal, just like we just read. The truth is, your spirit cannot sin because God has removed the law, as I'm about to show you. But first, let's read the following verses here, verses 13 through 15. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death for the redemption of transgressions that were under the first testament. I want you to hear that. It says for redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, 
that they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Notice it says the transgressions that were under the first testament, which was the law. What about the transgressions under the new covenant? Why does it not say anything about transgressions or sins under the new covenant? Because once you're in Christ, there are no sins and transgressions under the new covenant. If there are sins under the new, then Jesus Christ did not cover us for eternity. Oh, God has done something so amazing that even though it's written in black and white, it's hard to conceive of a love like this. Listen to the word of God. Galatians chapter 3, verses 24 and 25. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. If the law was a schoolmaster, and we're no longer under a schoolmaster, then that means that we're no longer under the law. Listen to Romans chapter 4, verses 13 through 15. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, then faith is made void, and the promise made of non-effect. Listen to this next verse. Because the law works wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Now, we just read that we are not under the law anymore. And according to this verse, where no law is, there is no transgression. Now, listen to Romans chapter 5. I'm reading the Bible. I'm not bringing this out of my, my own head. I'm reading the Bible. Listen to Romans chapter 5, verse 13. For until the law, Sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Come on, you got to have some help to misunderstand this. And we've had a lot of help. It's saying right here clearly, sin is not imputed when there is no law. How can God impute sin to you when there is no law? What a God of love. Now, the question we have to ask is this, why did God do this? so that you and I can draw near to him without condemnation. Because he knows as you get to know him by coming into his presence, the seed of himself he placed in you will begin to blossom and produce the fruit of God. And over time, you, the real spirit man you, will begin to lord over your body that does have sin in it. But this body is not you. And God is not looking at your body. He's looking at your spirit in Christ. And as you renew your mind with the Bible to the kingdom of God's way, and you come to get the sunshine of his presence in prayer, he will love you into a deeper walk with him, and you'll be transformed in his presence. You'll be transformed in his word, and you will want to do righteous deeds. So he's made you perfect in your spirit to remove every reason for you not to come to him in prayer and in his presence and in his word. Listen to Hebrews chapter 7, verse 19 again. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw near unto God. Why would you not want to come to him now? Jesus Christ has made you perfect in God's sight. Listen to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 3. 
for the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of those things, can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they have not ceased to be offered, because the worshipers, once purged, should have no more conscience of sin. See, we've been purged but one time by Jesus Christ. So this verse is telling us we should not have any more conscience of sin. Verse 3 says, But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. Now, if God did not want his people in condemnation of their sins from year to year, think about his displeasure he has now with the church condemning his people with sin from week to week in a lot of churches. Jesus took care of our sins once and for all. Listen to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. Now, again, I'm reading the Bible. Verse 8 says this. Above, when he said, sacrifice and offerings, and burnt offerings for sins you wanted not, neither have you pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Jesus, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. I'm reading the Bible. It says that one sacrifice has given us eternal access to our Father God with no condemnation because it is not based on what we do or don't do. It's based on what Jesus has done for us. Let me continue to read verse 11 through 14. And every priest standing daily and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice, which can never take away sins. But this man, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting until his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. I'm going to read the last verse again. For by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. How could we have not seen this before? Now, if there is no law, how does God correct us and lead us? Well, let's keep reading. Verse 15 through 18. Wherefore, the Holy Spirit also is a witness to us. For after he has said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their heart, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquity will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sins. God is in us. He can correct us and lead us from within. But we have to get to know the word of God to know that it's God leading us because he will never lead or correct us in a way that goes contrary to what is written in his word. In addition, this liberty comes with a caution that I'll cover on the next episode. God so loves us that this is the truth of what he's done. But we have an enemy that wants to work through our flesh and take this great liberty for granted. This liberty is to enable us to draw closer to God while putting the deeds of the flesh to death and closing the door to Satan, our enemy. This love that God has for us has opened the door for us to come into his presence when the old covenant 
only allow one man to come into God's presence. The God of all creation has given us, every man that believes in Jesus Christ, an open door, every man and woman that believes in Jesus Christ, an open door to come to him 24-7 without condemnation. Wow. Wow. Who does this? Only a love that's out of this world. Heavenly love from a heavenly God of love. I'll have more on episodes ahead. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode. Okay.